0: Welcome into the Irish NFL Show, folks. We are uh, getting closer and closer to the NFL season. We are presented by Cassidy Travel, Ireland's number one travel agents. Search Cassidy Travel online to get some great NFL deals, new NFL deals every week. Or contact them for your own personalised NFL holiday this season and say that we sent you, that Brian sent you, the Irish NFL Show sent you to Cassidy Travel. A good group of lads. Thank you for your support, lads. Uh, NFL Game Pass. Check the link in the bio, folks, to sign up for uh, for free until the end of the month. And you get uh, over uh, over 270 games, non-blackout games, non-Sky Sports games in Ireland and the UK. Check it out. Click the link. Appreciate your support. Uh, and if you're listening in the podcast, a warm, warm welcome. Hello on YouTube or, or wherever you're watching. Michael O'Keefe, Colin Cronin, Brian O'Leary, uh, Mark Cockerill as well. NFC East. Let's talk about the NFC East. Now, by my recollection, Colin, the team that won the NFC East last year was Brian's favourite team, the Philadelphia Eagles. So, Adrian, um, no. how, how are you feeling about this Eagles team this year, Colin? Because it's uh, it's it's another step for Jalen Hurts. And I don't want to give my thoughts away on this division, but they seem to be going in the right direction. <clears throat>
1: They are going in the right direction, but they—they they, while they made the playoffs last year, they—they they didn't win the division. They ended up. Uh, the the Cowboys won won the the division last year, but the Eagles came came strong. This is how much um, I'm
0: biased against the Eagles. Let's let's just go to the Eagles, and we'll go with the Cowboys next.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, the the Eagles had um, obviously an interesting year uh, last year because they kind of limped into mid-November against the the Broncos. And uh, there were three and six and the uh, defensive mastermind, Vic Fangio, kind of dared um, Jalen Hurts uh, to beat him uh, through the air. And he did. Um, and, and from there, the Eagles went on a, a run. And they obviously made the the playoffs. Um, I mean, Hertz has got a, a lot of slander on, on this show, um, but he has uh, through threw for, um, I think, almost 62% completion percentage last year. Um, he threw 16 touchdowns. He ran for another 10. Um, he you know he he has to prove that he is a franchise QB, but obviously the Eagles have done a great job. I think we you know of putting the pieces around him this year. AJ Brown, that's a fantastic uh, move to have him on one side and and Smith on the other. Um, the the O line should be. Um, you know, really strong again to bring in Jordan Davis to Hassan Redick. I mean, one of the issues around the t- them last year was they just didn't get to the opposing QBs enough. And I have looked to address that um, in the, the offseason. For me, they are um, the favourites for this division
2: yeah you talked about them not getting to the quarterback enough last year one of the other things that concerned him was the secondary they only had 12 interceptions in you know in terms of take, takeaways um and that was a concern for them and i think they're trying to address that with the again similar scenario to garoppolo they waited till uh james bradbury was inevitably released by the giants because of the hell that they were left in, and they picked up quickly so to have him playing on the US side of of Slay is and um, it's really promising for them again you took on relic that's a big loss for the car or sorry for carolina to see him Come over, here, come over to the Eagles again. They're stepping up, but it's 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 all it's all on it hurts this season. Like sixty one percent passer rate last year. Only so threw sixteen touchdowns. He ran in ten, but he still finds a way to bring the team to the playoffs. But um, it is to make a break year for him because, as you said, they put all the the gifts around him, brought in, made a big trade on draft night. An interesting pair they picked up was Zach Pascal from the Colts wide receiver. I thought he was. A reasonably good start to his career in Indianapolis, and they moved on quickly from him and they picked him up. and I think yeah. uh, we spoke to James Parmer recently, and he was raving and he said he's very underrated the Dallas Goddard, the tight end, so yeah, they put a lot, a lot of players around him. And as you touched on, a lot of returning players, and defensively, they bring players back. Um, interesting player Brandon Graham injured all last year, was a big loss, and James rushing the quarterback, he's back as well. So it all looks like it's going in the right direction for the Eagles. Um, I know we're going to come to the Cowboys in a minute, but um. I would agree with Colin. Um, I think um, I'm not going to say they're the favorites because they've done so much work in the offseason they have, and it's justified in terms of some people see it like that way. But I also think there's a a reason behind it with the Cowboys in terms of the drop off with the Cowboys. I know we're going to come to that in a minute, but that's why I would see the Eagles as the favourite because of other things, other factors within the division.
3: Go back 12 months, and the Philadelphia Eagles were not believed in. Their roster looked poor. The roster looked poor except for tight end. And ironically, obviously, they traded Zach Ertz to the Cardinals as the year went on. So it's fair to say that what Nick Sirianni in year one has done has been impressive. Probably not still as impressive what Harry Roseman has done during the offseason, though. Collins alluded to the A.J. Brown trade. Addressing the positions of weakness seems to have been key, even though in the end they only drafted five players. So a lot's been done in terms of wheeling and Dean and trading as well. Um, I'm not going to say the Eagles are the odds on favorites for this division. I think, you know, of alludes to the slander about Jalen Hurts, they, they got the last year in spite of Jalen Hurts, not because of him. They turned into Baltimore North, 160 yards per game, 25 touchdowns rushing, both, uh, leading the league in rushing, um. They, they leaned on the running game. There were times we were saying, why aren't they doing more of this? Why aren't they doing more of this? Uh, and that's obviously going to be, to me, the, the source of their success next, uh, next season as well. So I, I don't think Jalen Hurts is the answer necessarily. I think he is the franchise quarterback for Philadelphia presently. He won't be next season. And I think this season is going to bear out his flaws and they're going to get even more exposed. And he is the biggest flaw and weakness, in my mind, in this entire team.
0: Gillen led the league with seven hundred and eighty four quarterback rush shards last season. Um and he's been developing his arm strength and also his accuracy over the off season. I'm he, excited he, to see what he's gonna he, to he, to he, do to he, no, he no, no. AJ Brown. And he's also got Devonta Smith as well. I don't know what, Colin, are you at?
1: I'm laughing because I'm remembering back, and there there was the, the Eagles were going to get beaten by the Lions. I'm remembering that last year. these two lads were saying the exact same thing about Jalen Hurts then. And who's to, you know, um, I, it's just we're a year on. The guy, as you, Michael, you've been going through what he's doing. And it's very funny just to to hear the, the lads saying the same thing. Sorry, can I just say one thing? Yeah,
2: sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. I want this one. Um, sorry, Michael, I don't mean to cut across you, Mike. No, Conor, I was talking about week one this year. The Lions are beating the Eagles in two weeks' time.
0: Okay. Um, I'm just sort of, I guess, lucky. I can sort of sit now and watch a bit of tape and stuff. I I like the offense. I think that uh, Jalen Hurts has the ability this season to progress further and, and further cement themselves as QB1 in Philadelphia. Um, I'm excited to see what is going to do this season. And I think by far, this Eagles team is most exciting in this division Like, okay I understand the cowboys but no, it's the Eagles for me at the minute, I'll, I'll talk more about the teams but I like I like the Eagles, I think that um, they've improved the most out of all the teams in this division and I think Howie Roseman's got a clear plan as GM and Jalen Hurts is the quarterback for the long term in Philadelphia, you can screenshot that in 18 months time if I'm wrong but He's way better than the quarterback in Washington and he's generations better than the quarterback in New York. Uh, Kaiwai's column. How about them? How you feel
1: yeah, so I mean, Gary Jones went them. in the
0: ESPN column after one of their star players got injured. He sat on first take for two for an hour and a half instead of making calls. And the call he made, as of the time of recording, was Andrew Whitworth. So do you think they're in a good position heading into the season?
1: Uh, I think the Cowboys are, are in a, the position that Jerry Jones has uh, put them in. And I think you're dealing with a, a, a franchise now who, um, while Jerry loves to go on TV and, and talk about how much they're worth, um, the Cowboys haven't you know won a, a championship um, since 1995. You're talking about a generation, an entire generation of people have not seen the Cowboys win a championship. And um, you're you're as you're you're saying, Michael. They they've lost another O-line guy. They lost a mary Cooper. Collins moved on. Uh, Cedric Wilson, Randy Gregory. Uh, Dak is a guy who struggles when there is change. Dak, Dak can be a very good QB. Struggles when there's change. And in the year of our Lord 2022, Jerry Jones also said on television that as Zeke goes, the Cowboys go. The, Jerry, it is not the 80s or the 90s football has moved on from running backs it is absolutely ridiculous also the guy you're pinning your entire franchise on has averaged 62 yards rushing over the last two years per game 62 yards per game is what zeke averages over the last two years but he is going to lead them to glory
2: just wanted to chose a melt in that generational quarterback who's miles better than Jones, generation quarterback, remember, um, had the 61% completion rate as opposed to Jones who had a 64% completion rate last year. So, uh, geez, just as well, I'm not a stats guy. I, I
0: didn't say he was generation quarterback. I said he's generation. Generation better. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know what And happened. we'll talk about the watching. Giants very soon. Yeah. I'm, 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 still, you in, I'm, still, I'm
2: in, still in flux here. I'm not sure what to say. Uh, Cowboys. Um, Cowboys are a lot of uh, concerns for me, which is why I see the Eagles as favorites because, like, Gallup is coming back from an injury. ACL, he was inconsistent at times, but he looks like he can be a, a star player. And they brought in James Washington from, from the Steelers, who was surprised that he, he moved on from there. They've given the franchise tag Dalton Schultz, but the offensive line is the problem now. Like they're going to have to play Tyler Smith. The, the uh, first-round pick, and a lot of people felt that he wasn't even supposed to be a first-round pick, and it was something for the long term. He's going to have to step in now. Terrence Steelers is going to have to move to the left tackle with the injury. Then they're going to have to go find the right tackle too many unknowns for me this team's taking a drop off from where you were last year Dak Prescott is still the best quarterback in the division so when you have Dak whilst he can be inconsistent on his days he can be really impressive so still feel they're well within their well within their rights as a Cowboys fan to be thinking they can at least make the playoffs yeah I mean you
3: mentioned the Cowboys offensive line which allows me to bring up my favorite start of the summer which is Zach Martin has more Pro Bowl appearances than he has holding penalties during his entire NFL career so far. It's kind of like the uh, my my new favorite after the old Larry Fitzgerald had more tackles than drops type of uh, uh, statistic. So Problem is, is to drop off in many many other places. The losses across the board. The losses, for example, for Gregory and aspects. It's a defense that will take a drop down now. Do they have a transcendent talent on this team? Of course. His name is Micah Parsons. He had the Rookie of the Year campaign by a million miles. He is going to lead this defense probably for the next decade because I can't see Jerry lend him out of his hands. And he can still be the material difference maker for these Cowboys. The reality is as well as, as Brian just alluded to, and I fully agree with this, they have by far the best quarterback in the entire division. Are, is he like Katy Perry? Can he blow hot sometimes and then cold others? Because he's hot, then he's cold. Uh, yes, then he's no. Um, absolutely. How much is that to the quarterback? How much is that to Mike McCarthy? And a very choppy offense at times during the entirety of last season. But unlike the aforementioned Jalen Hurts, who you have to read off his rushing stats to give him any credit to, Dak can throw the ball outside the numbers. He can throw it accurately down the field, and he can hit the seam route on a regular occurrence, none of which we can say about Mr. Hurts. Does that mean that the Cowboys are greater than the Philadelphia Eagles? Well, we'll round that up at the end, but they've definitely got
0: a material advantage at quarterback. God, it actually seems like five minutes ago whenever Dak Prescott was uh, was running for his life, trying to get a snap. Do you remember that? Jeez, that was, that was something to watch. Uh, 95, 95, but that was the year Tyrone got robbed in the all Ireland final. See, <laughs> I, I keep being told about that because I was a four-year-old child and I don't remember it, very much like I've never remembered the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl. I'd love them to win the Super Bowl, just to see Brian's face, because it's a bit like whenever the Chiefs won it a few years ago, and I had to sit in the live stream and say, at the end of the day, the Cowboys winning it would be great crack, but Jerry Jones is not going to see, he's not going to see it, lads, it's not going to happen over the next few years anyway. Um, right, look, I don't want to start with the obvious point, but I'll, I'll, I'll leave it to the end, uh, the elephant in the room, shall we say. Dan Quinn, what he done last year to take... <laughs> it wasn't a great Cowboys defense. It, it wasn't fantastic, but to take him to the top 10 uh, defense, it, it was fantastic. And Mika Parsons, what's his year two season? How, how far can he improve? The problem that Dallas have is they've got a number of different issues. I don't feel like their wide receiver core is strong enough. Is Washington going to be that X factor for the wide receiver I I just don't think he is, personally can they get enough, on? Colin you mentioned about Zeke, do they use Zeke and Pollard as this like sort of hybrids in-out, in-out, it's just hey, AJ, there's so many question marks, and Zeke's contract has financially screwed this team to a point where it's like where do they go next year I personally think they're going to struggle this year I wouldn't be surprised if Sean Payton's in charge by Thanksgiving or if he's not in charge by Thanksgiving I wouldn't be surprised that he'll be in at the end of the year um, But Jerry Jones seems like a sort of boy that will not be waiting around this year with Mike McCarthy, I'm honestly surprised that Mike McCarthy is still in a job in Dallas after the way last season ended Randy Gregory's out as well he's way over to Denver so uh, I'm happy enough with that let's see what happens um, I think they're going to struggle. I don't want to give away, I don't want to give away my position yet, but uh, it's a big year for Dak as it always is, and unfortunately, it seems if whenever the plays actually start, and talking stops, Dallas will um, a bit like an Undertaker, let people let people down. Yeah.
2: There you go. I think offensively, C D Lamb is, is the X factor this year. or he's the most crucial player they have. It's not seek It's it's C D Lamb. He has to make a step up here because he's looked good in. in in parts, and he, he, arguably he's one, he could be one of the best water receivers in the league. But with Cooper gone, I know Cooper's you know, pass for dropping off, but it has to be Lamb to step up because I don't think Elliot is it's, it's going to be the man to take them forward. And as Marcus alluded to, you know, that getting the ball down the field that's only going to work if the stretch plays are available. And CD Lamb up to me, he's quite is to go down the field and make those plays. So for me, he's a key, a key part of the team. And just on your point about Mike McCarthy, well, as Conan rightly really called out a few weeks ago. Cowboys fans were reassured by, by Jerry saying that Mike McCarty's here because I know he's the best coach for this team. But I think, I think you're, you're you're on the money there, Michael. Not, I don't think during the season, I certainly think if, if there's no playoff run, and I, I I really mean a playoff run, like a deep playoff run, that he will be shown the door. And then after then, Sean Payton will obviously make a, a, a drastic U-turn in terms of what he wants for his career this time.
0: If they were to hypothetically lose to the Bucks week one and lose to the Bengals week two, could Mike McCarthy be fired if they lost to the Giants week three? I'd be calling for his head no. as I was. No. You don't be, think so?
2: No. Well, you, no. Because you look at the opponents and which are they're playing week one and week two, Michael, it's the with all due respect, it's the, it's the one, one won a Super Bowl two years ago and one has just been to a Super Bowl. So you, you could argue they're toss-up games in itself. The Giants, divisional games in the NFC East, we've talked, when's the last time the team won the NFC East two years in a row? Was it 15, 16 years ago? those games are always competitive. Even if the Cowboys win by a field goal, those games are always competitive.
3: Yeah. I think it's 2004, think It's Brian's last time the team won it, back-to-back years. Uh, it was the Philadelphia Eagles, remarkably enough, under uh, Andy McNabb. Andy McNabb. <laughs> I'm confusing Andy Reid with Donovan McNabb there. I was combining the two into the SAS. There you go. Um but the one thing I did want to flag is you both, you both mentioned James Washington. Bear in mind, he did suffer an injury in preseason. So he's expected to miss the first part of the season, the number of games to kick off, which obviously joining a new team as well isn't ideal uh, for them, especially not with that very tough start to the season, as you allude to.
0: We'll get to Adam Rank, lookalike on the New York Giants in a minute. But we'll, let, let, let's talk about the Washington, what do they call this? We call them the Commanders. Uh, they bring in Carson Wentz. Now look, look, let's 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 take this down a notch here. We were delighted to have Ron Rivera, Coach Rivera on the show prior to Super Bowl LVI. Um and it was a, it was an honour to have Coach on. Um it's been an it's been an interesting off season, both on and off. The field for this team, Colum. Um new uniforms and new quarterback. Uh Effie is there now. Have you anything you'd like to add to this team? Because Carson Wentz, whenever I watched him in Indianapolis, it was like, oh, get ready. Get ready. He's about to do something good sort of situation. So what's the, uh, <laughs> what's your thoughts on the commanders? Could they command themselves into a position uh, of power in the NFC East this year?
1: No. Uh, you, you said all the new stuff they had. Um, and yes, it's true. But the, the turmoil, the chaos, the dysfunction that surrounds the ownership uh, exists. Will will his yacht come back to the States? Will he be on American soil to watch um, any of his team that he owns? Is, is he going to go and watch them this year? Or, you know, he seems to have spent the, the summer in Europe, um, so he couldn't go to any of the congressional hearings that um, he uh, had been asked to, to testify before. Look, you, you feel for Ron Rivera. All right, Ron Rivera. If Carson Wentz starts week one, uh, barring injury, he obviously will. That will be the seventh starting uh, quarterback since 2020. That's Broncos esque. That's what that is. And you're not going anywhere when you you have that. Um, but it, I, look, I don't know what the Commanders going to be like. Um, you know, they they were much wanted on defense last year, but the pass rush never materialized. Antonio Gibson, what is he going to be doing for the season? Will we see him selling uh, stuff in the stands? Because Ron appears to, you know, have no faith or belief in him whatsoever. The 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 one good thing you can say is they got the deal done with Scary Terry, and he is scary good.
2: I say it's four or five teams in the league. Genuinely, you have I'm not going to have no clue how the season's going to go, but you you, you they're toss up, and this is one of them. Like two years ago, just defense. When we went to the last season, we were, we, I believe, we all picked this team to win the division, and we based it on the fact that their defense was so strong the previous year. And it never materialized. It kind of came together towards the back end of the season, and then when they went into Dallas, they got blown out, and all the players were killing each other on the sideline. And um, there's been again talk of kind of discomfort in, in in the team. So, Colin was right. You talk about the ownership, and then you tend to say, but when you've got a really experienced head coach who's gone to a Super Bowl, he can step away from all that and he can focus on the team. But it has to be concerned in the background. And then look how we've we've all expressed our concern. Carson wins a few bright spots like McKissick is a really good running back in his own way. He was going to go to Puff now when he pulled out Brian Robinson, the uh, third round pick, has been really explosive. The running back in during Camp and during the uh, preseason games, which is probably a reason why he feels he can step away from Antonio Gibson. Chase Young is gone for the first table. He's on IR and there's no confirmation to when he's coming back, which is a huge loss. And they have, like, you touched on the defense, like, they went the second round to a guy called Mateus, and he's an edge rusher, and, you know, straight away they're going to poke him in, so they're expecting the big things from him. Montez sweats there. Like, they've got the players. Uh Darren Payne they had a really strong year two years ago. Linebackers is, is a position of need and concern. Like, Holcombe and Jermaine Davis were inconsistent last year. There's too many question marks for me, so I couldn't put my hand in the heart and say, they're going to have a good season, a strong season, but will they win games? You know, it's a kind of a, it feels like a bit of a, seven and nine type team maybe six and ten that they'll win games that you don't expect and then they'll get blown up with others. and um, a couple of years ago you'd be i was saying that on week one washington at home to jacksonville is a gimme and washington would win i think you know that feeling has changed especially with what Jacksonville has done in the off season and i think a lot of people will be leaning towards jacksonville in that game but yet they're not favorites so people still feel that ron rivera has that Edge when it comes to coaching and sometimes in, in football it's not about the players in the field, it's about the coaching on the sideline that can get you over the line in games, which is why they might win the likes of games that you wouldn't expect. So I'm not sure how the season's gonna go from genuinely, and I know if you're watching the fans and they're the same.
0: Mark, I think back to when we were in LA and uh myself and Brian ran into Fada e. uh in Hogwarts in, in Universal Studios and Brian was begging him to come to the Giants and he went and joined the commanders <laughs> and <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to, to put that in. Hey, begging,
2: begging, is a bit, is a bit strong. <laughs> you, were,
0: you weren't, begging, but you, you were trying to persuade him. And, and I
2: remember he thought, "Oh yeah." I make one, one more point in this. Sorry, Mark, you're, you're, if if the general manager came from Buffalo, and the head coach came from Buffalo, and if your bad is not in New York, I think that that says a lot.
3: Oh, oh, tough, strong words, strong words, Brian. I mean, look, this is still the only division in football who all teams in the division have won the Super Bowl at some stage in their past. Still the only team. Every single team has won the Super Bowl. That's a nice positive. Another nice positive, if you're a Colts fan, like my actual my, my friend Mike Lentz, he's based in Seattle, he's a long-time Colts fan. His birthday is the 30th of October, and it's very appropriate this year because finally Carson Wentz will be throwing a ball to a Colts player accurately. Um He's going to be the gift that keeps on giving to the Colts. That piece of business, as I still say, smacks of the greatest degree of desperation from the Washington Commanders. And it's the nicest, one of the nicest bits of business in a, a very impressive uh, turn as GM that Ryan Grigson is doing at the Colts. It is very, very difficult to look for positives for the commanders. Even though Brian's just listed, they've got a very talented roster. You haven't even mentioned Chase Young, who's got a legitimate run this year, maybe of being defensive player of the year. When you think of you know getting used to the league getting used to its speed, hopefully getting over the injury concerns that blight the end of his uh, season last year. But we come back to the pyramid. If anybody's heard our AFC East run through our NFC West run through, I talk about the pyramid of ownership, GM, head coach. This is important. Ownership matters. It matters, and it's a big problem in Miami in terms of ownership, and it matters, and it's a big, big, humongous, cannot be overstated, gigantic, cataclysmic, Jupiter-sized problem in Washington. Ron Rivera is a great coach. I think he's proved that during his stints in multiple places, uh, especially with the Panthers. He is able to coach and lead men. God knows the Washington season's last two years would have been even worse if it hadn't been for him there. But Daniel Schneider and the stench he is leaving over this franchise is getting unbearably close to getting to the stage of other owners almost putting pressure on him, on Goodell, to try to engineer a situation to change the ownership scheme in Washington. That is problem number one. The other problem is Carson Wentz. Those two things, more than anything, are going destined to doom the commanders
0: during this season. I'll keep it short, I'll keep it sweet. Well, I'll try. Carson Wentz. Um... <laughs> what were they thinking? I mean, this was a point in the off-season, and granted, I think at this point Russell Wilson had gone, call him, yeah? he'd went to Denver. So, <laughs> all these rumours start coming out, and I'm not sure how true they are that Ron Rivera rang Arrowhead. And genuinely asked the Chiefs how much did they did take for Patrick Brown. Like if that's true, like that was a report on NFL Network the same week, and um, they have got pros. They've got a new name. They've got nice, stunning new uniforms. Uh, they look a bit similar to the old ones. I personally like the old ones, and um, we're talking Robert Griffin era sort of old ones, but ten years old now. Um, and that's that's the way i like it i'm interested to see what dotson can do their first uh first round draft pick jonathan allen's a big plus for them obviously chase young uh starting the season in ir is is is, is a massive issue for them. montez sweat is a, is, is a plus the the major the, the major negative they have is the ownership situation it is what it is. I and you know, anybody's sports teams, so for example, the Broncos haven't had a only have an owner now after years of sort of uncertainty and that's something that as a fan that I feel that I'm like, well, this is great. We can now move forward and we actually feel more optimistic. I feel until that's actually settled or sort of rectified, they can't really move on. The pro that Washington has going for them is this. They're in the NFC East. That's the pro. And... They could go on a run, Carson Wentz could have a few decent games where maybe he has three passing touchdowns, maybe he has one interception in that game, but their running game in the combination of maybe having Curtis Samuel and Scary Terry there, and it works for them. I mean, that's that's potential. Their defense was decimated with injuries last season. They have to find a way to remain consistent in terms of their fitness and not get injured throughout the season, uh, and we'll see what happens. Um, but I'm not that I mean they're not going to be in our zone in February unless they're over with us for the crack
2: I'm I think Tyler I think he might be playing a lot sooner than we think and I don't put it down to poor performance by what we've seen in the past few years when he, when he plays against a struggling offensive line and um, he, he gets injured and even this offensive line has three new players coming in so again straight away it's a, it's a bit in flux and he didn't get injured last year, but you can argue that the Colts had one of the best offensive lines in the league and they were able to protect him until that came in week 18 I mean, when they couldn't protect him anymore. And he got completely hogwashed by that Jagged uh, defensive pass rush. So I'm concerned about his stats because he's so injury-prone, it wouldn't surprise him come week four, or week five if he's out and they're having to go back to the all-reliable. Tyler Honey, who just won't get that opportunity to be the number one there. So interested to see how it goes.
0: And Mark, if if uh I literally forgot his word. If Carson Wentz was to maybe rediscover the form we had in Philly at certain points. It's a big if. I'm just saying. Pigs pigs can fly. fly.
3: No, no. I mean, we will be selling tickets on Swine Air, I think, if uh, that that occurs. Um, Pigs flying, um, if if that occurred. I, I really doubt that. I actually think it's more likely, and I'm still a bit surprised. They haven't really given Heineke a proper run at being the number one there. Obviously, he's flashed at various times, um, but trading for Wentz and kind of relegating him, I don't know. There's obviously something they don't see in his game that believes that he can take it to the next level of being the, the starter. But uh, I fully expect to see him at some point during the season, if not due to injury, due to performance. Um, but I'm just thinking, Michael, one thing that maybe we could start here now, even though he signed the new contract, as Colin has alluded to before, the Free the Chicago One campaign was eventually successful. Maybe, in honor of Terry McLaurin, we should have Free the Washington One and get him teamed up with a, a more substantive team, offense, and quarterback at some point to show truly what he can do. So may, maybe that's our, our justice mission for this season Free the Washington One.
0: I'll get the t shirts printed. And give me a few weeks. Um right Giants column um we had judged Joe Shane on during the off season they went 4 and 13 last year with Daniel Jones at the helm Been a change with the the head coach now um and and you want to say the Giants
1: I I think the the changes are are positive um Aaron Schatz was on with um Mina Kimes last week and it was really really interesting and and well worth a listen I would agree with him. I think the Giants have made a couple of good appointments, which is coming off the back of an awful decade, uh, right? Over the last eight years, the Giants have had... They're now on their fifth head coach, and they're on their third general manager. Um, Again, that's Broncos-esque, and over that period, you don't want to be in that territory. I think this is... Honestly, I think it's a bit of a lost season for the Giants. Um, I, I don't have faith in um Daniel Jones and I think Gettleman put them in an awful mess uh in terms of what Joe Shane could do. Uh, they've also suffered a spate of injuries. Um I think this is entirely around finding who you want to have going forward. And I think you're gonna see the Giants take uh, one of the top three QBs in next year's draft. I, I just don't I no matter what Dable does, I think it's gonna be very difficult. Um for the the giants they'll they'll be competitive they'll play hard they'll probably uh, have an upset or two but over the course of the season i think it's going to be a struggle
2: yeah i echo those thoughts very similar uh to colin um the, the daniel Johnson, you said about he was at the helm last year but well, he really wasn't because he was gone by week nine for the entirety of the season and um, so you know that's the problem ultimately the, the previous season he got injured in cincinnati and he missed four games he can't stay fit for for an large parts of the season which is another difficulty because you're trying to do a true evaluation of the guy and when he's not fit for a majority of the time that doesn't really bode well for his long-term career never mind in new york somewhere else if he does be passed on at the end of next season and um, yeah it, joe shane has done a great job he's been argued yeah, to toss around what he's had to deal with like but he's come in with 48 million over the cap he's essentially rebuilt the offensive line the three really strong players are coming in and luckily their players have been in the league a while but they we have to play and we've seen it once it's on camp and once it's only preseason. there's been a dramatic upturn in terms of the availability and the time which Daniel Jones has got in those two games. I know it's sporadic because it's only a couple of drives, but it does bode well to see that type of stuff happening. They've got playmakers on offence. I mean, Tony last year, when he did play and he flashed, he looked really good, but can't stay fit. Galladay can't stay fit. Um, one day Robinson, second-round pick, um, we had Connor Rogers on the show a few weeks back, yeah, who was... You know, you put him down as a really strong draft analyst. He was raving about him, and he looked really strong in camp. And player of great excitement. And Sterling Shepherd has come back, so they have players. We look at defense cornerbacks as a huge concern. I mean, they literally have. They're going into the season with three young lads, and they're going to get exposed, and they'll learn quickly. because they're going to be on the backside one on ones because Wink Dane, as we know from his time in Baltimore, likes the blitz, 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 and nothing else. And if we get exposed in the secondary, will so be it, and that's what's going to happen. Again, they're putting their all the chips in the basket that Thibodeau is going to be lightning in the bottle straight away the first round pick and Uginar you had eight and a half sacks last year again his second year so they've got some great players and they can put it together on, on their day and they can beat teams but consistently it's not there but this season is all about evaluating Daniel Jones realistically he's not going to be there next year for him to stay I've said it in June been saying it all summer. he has to have an MVP season because there's three narratives uh one they have you touched on it earlier uh Michael around the teams like Seattle play well, Giants and Washington and the NFC East in general will say we play Detroit and we play Carolina and we play Chicago and we play Jacksonville and we play t- Texas and and, and they'll will say the same thing but they are winnable games so there is a scenario where the Giants could, could win seven games still not have a proper evaluation to quarterback and then they're left high and dry because they're waiting on the pecking order of the draft, can't get the quarterback they want already is completely you know as we see with the Miami team show game which doesn't really materialize in the league so kind of to really, me it's in a bit of a quandary I really don't know what's gonna happen I could see them winning games I could see similar scenario to the Washington I think it'd be six seven wins potentially but again that won't leave us any anywhere with any confidence that that quarterback can stay on and that's and maybe he'll get injured and who knows then Tyra Tyro Taylor <clears throat> who has a relationship with with their head coach from his time in Buffalo could step in and Having gone through the Mike Lennon experience and other quarterbacks towards the back end of the season, since so he playing with no quarterback, that if you had Tyler O'Taylor, at least, as you said, he can remain competitive and potentially pull off a couple of shocks.
3: There's a, a new movie on Disney Plus been released called Prey, and I think it's the fifth Predator film and the three, third or fourth reboot. In many respects, this feels like yet another New York reboot and yet another lost season to give a new team an opportunity to try to reshape the team, reshape the the overall structure behind it. I actually credit what the ownership has done this season, though. However, in Cleaning House, bringing in Joe Schoen and Brian Dabo as that unit, as that combined team, talked about it with Lynch and and Shanahan in in the 49ers, for example, I think is actually a great move to do and very consistent. Under underlying question here, what if the Bills offense actually falls off the cliff? The pressure is going to be on Ken Dorsey, who's taken over from Brian Dabble, not necessarily Josh Allen, but that's for an AFC discussion at some point. Um, but they've got a long road ahead. As Brian alluded to, they're in salary cap hell. They're carrying $32 million in dead money. It's the biggest amount of dead money ever. They have to clean all that up. It feels like the reboots they have, the Jets had to do, the Saints seem to have to do every second year on a regular basis. So they have to clean that up. They have to clean the roster up, and they have to properly evaluate the talent. The biggest problem and the biggest challenge, of course, is you start with that talent at quarterback. And unfortunately, Daniel Jones, um, they haven't picked up your fifth-year option that puts you in the illustrious company of Jake Locker, of EJ Manuel, of Paxton Lynch, of Christian Ponder, um, of Brandon Whedon, in terms of first round quarterbacks whose fifth year option was not picked up. Strangely, to see all of those people are out of the NFL now and are no longer applying their trade as players. That is the fundamental challenge and problem they've got to overcome. I'm actually with Brian. If it's MVP or nothing. And I think it's going to be nothing. And I think, unfortunately, the 22 wins in five seasons continues. But I do look forward to, because I admire his passion and his fandom, Brian O'Leary's explanation in week eight or nine, when it's still mathematically possible for the Giants to get through exactly how it's going to transpire over the next four weeks. It comes every season. It's beautiful when it happens. And I love them for it. Um, But rebuild, rebuild, rebuild
2: when we shock, when we shot Green Bay in uh, London no what I was just going to say Um, I think Shane and and, and it was always brought in on base that the second year is really real key year because the next year there's 76 million on the other side so it got the flip to having 76 million potentially to a quarterback in the draft in you to build a team around a young quarterback immediately and then of then all of a sudden you'd expect results or the results and, and performances and as opposed future of the franchise to change
0: To me, it's a wee bit like the situation in Manchester at the minute with uh, Manchester United. Uh, a bit of a shit show. We're 38 minutes into the show, I can say that. Um, however, I applaud bringing in Joe Shane and, and Brian. Brian Dable or Brian Dable?
3: I think it's Dable. I probably mispronounced it. Dable. Yeah, he looks like sense. Adam
0: Rank. If Adam Rank you know, went to Sonic a few times. But he seems like a nice guy. Um there's obviously a number of negatives for the team in the sense of they lost Jabil Preppers going to New England, uh, James Bradbury going to Philly. That was a quiet day in WhatsApp, boys, when that happened. Um, but you know, you've know you got Blake Martinez coming back from an injury. Um, I think it's a disservice to some quarterbacks in the league even suggesting that Daniel Jones might, in, in his own dreams, have an MVP season. But I agree, yes, he he needs to have an MVP and MVP season, caliber type season to have any chance of staying on, obviously, in terms of the whole financial situation. I think Tyrod Taylor will be QP1 before week twelve. Um, and I agree with Colum. I think it's a lost season for them. But that being said, the Giants are going in the right direction. This is a five-year project. They brought in Kevin Fibodeau, the second coming. Um he seems to be, I mean, he was gonna be the first pick, but there was obviously NAL concerns, the whole image pick uh, and they've got a bargain two picks there in the first round of the draft so there's obviously many good times ahead, I just don't feel like bringing out your uniform to highlight the 1980s or whatever is going to cover over cracks, it looks lovely, don't get me wrong I think they're playing it against the Bears and Brian's right, there's a few games there that they can win, they'll probably go over five and a half this year instead of winning four games, but it's uh, it's going to be an interesting few years in New York and we'll see what happens and uh, more power to them because if the Giants done well, this show would be better crack. And whenever I started watching the NFL, Eli Manning won the Super Bowl with them. And we're talking about Daniel Jones here. I feel like we could have a podcast about Eli Manning and some of the, some of the ways he played over the years. Column, who have you got winning the East, my friend, before Brian jumps in with that? Go, Claire.
1: Um I, I'm looking forward to again this season because I do remember when last year, then Mark Cockrell said the 0-7 um, Detroit Lions would absolutely annihilate the eagles and the eagles put 44 points on them yeah you can go back and li- listen mark you can go back uh, it was it was good crack um I, this is the eagles the cowboys and then genuinely i i think it could go either way i i see reasons why the giants can finish third i can, uh, i see reasons why washington i think ron rivera's experience and um the roster there is strong enough that they should finish third um as i said that i they think the giants finish fourth i think it looks a whole lot different this time next year though
2: yeah i agree I, on the washington joint situation the pleasure come december it'll probably be a, you know again to see you pips the third and fourth so uh, i'll go Giants fort um i think because the more head coach will probably win it in the end getting the third have the Cowboys second and have the Eagles winning division Mark also had one other great quote let's not, let's not go down memory lane here with some fantastic quotes America on, on the show because we've had some great times but I still prefer the one column when he said if Jesus Christ is the quarterback for the New York Giants I still beat the Seahawks and they did beat the Seahawks so you never know um Tennessee tend to start slowly Lance they lost to the cars that we won a home last year with everybody they were going to roast them. So maybe we'll be roasting them come Sunday, the 11th of September. Do it for 9-11, boys.
3: I I didn't remember the annihilation comment, but it's a little bit worrying, seeing as I won the picks between the four of us by some distance last year, that you you have to bring up some of my losses. I I get it. I get it. The jealousy hurts. But I mean, look, uh, we definitely all have picks we'd rather take back. And maybe I'm going to regret this pick, but I... Yeah, I, I can't see part. I can't see the giants. I can see the giants coming with a couple of strong games, but I still see them coming at the bottom. Commanders third, and yeah, I just can't believe in Jalen Hurts. So Eagles second, and Cowboys to be one and done in the playoffs yet again, preceding the Sean Payton era, which is destined to be in Dallas.
0: I want to give a big shout out to Daniel, who we met outside the Aviva last week. Uh, big Giants fan, broke his ankle, or no, he broke his elbow,
1: I his think. wrist, broke. so his anyway, look. You,
0: hope you feel better,
1: uh, absolutely, you know, and, uh, get well soon, yes, of course,
0: Um, I have got the Eagles winning the NFC East, I've got the Cowboys finishing second, I've got the Giants finishing third, and I've got Washington picking in the top three in the draft, finishing fourth, um, I think they're going to win under three games. No, I'm not. The win under four. But, uh, yeah. And, and, I mean, look, the Giants aren't far off them. Daniel Jones will not be in the NFL next year. He will not be a backup. Or if he is a backup, he's qb free somewhere. I think, like, I know there's Cap Hell and stuff going on. Have a bit of respect, Joe, or Mike, or whoever. Go on, put Tyrod in for the crack, please. I know there could be an injury concern there. Put, put him in for the crack. Okay. Um, we... Need to round, We need to round this up, folks. That's our NFCs preview. If you want, I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please leave a five-star review or four stars if you don't agree with us. Just give us a review. It would be great. Comment, whatever. Uh, YouTube, like, share, subscribe. We're going to put putting a load of stuff on YouTube all season. Massively appreciate your time, your support for uh, watching on that platform. Big thanks to Cassidy Travel. Big thanks to the Hombres here, Colin, Brian, Mark. That's our NSEs preview done. You can get the rest on YouTube, all eight divisions, as we get even closer to the NFL season. Cheers.